Talking about basement, everybody. How are you doing? This microphone will be uh, accompanied by a gentleman we like to call Blake Seifkin in just a moment. Uh, here's what's going on today. We have not done any reviews on the EPN channel for a little while, and uh, we have been seeing things and we've been playing things. Um, we don't have the budget to go into full-on shoot with two people out in the field kind of reviews on the run style, but that doesn't mean that we can't tell you uh, some of Hi, our everybody. thoughts. Blake has been coming to see uh, movies with me. How does my audio sound? Do I sound okay? They'll, they'll let us know, I guess. Okay, let me know in the chat because yeah. I can't hear me right now. Yeah, let us know how we're doing and how we're sounding and all that stuff. But uh, uh, we thought we would review um, item by item some of the things that we've been uh, been able to partake in and uh, sort of go over some of that stuff. Sounds Blake, good. Blake and I have been, I, I think, pretty busy for the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Cranking out content and the rundown, and uh, we did that trip to San Francisco together. Uh, so we've been having a good time, but uh, we've been we've been pretty busy and pretty focused on okay. stuff. But we've also been going to see uh, movies and stuff. Akamaru, my old friend, says that the sound is great, so I'm going to take his word for it. Awesome. So from now here on out, if I sound too quiet or too loud, it's his fault, not mine. Okay, sounds good. Look at this. We uh, we have the plaid uniforms on. This must be the electric <laughs> playground. So. <laughs> if I, I actually didn't know we were doing this today. Otherwise, yeah. I would have worn something other than plaid. Okay. All right. I have just uh, I have this shirt on. Should I should I show my shirt here? Yes. Should I show that shirt off? There we go. How's that? Is that all right? Yeah, that that's a little better. Yeah. Is that a little I bit guess better? I have a white shirt on. No, hold on, hold on. It looks like we're we're stripping here. One second. I'll be right back. I'm gonna get a jacket on. Talk oh, to the look at this. Okay. So, how's everybody doing today? How's your Friday? Did you like our interview we did earlier? I'm here all by myself. I don't know what to say. Um, Weird, isn't it? Yeah, Deadpool. It's not easy, is it? Hey, I'm Victor Lucas. Yeah. Um, Try uh, that for a second. Yeah, we haven't. We're gonna talk about Deadpool pretty quick, I think, right? Yes. But you know, go see Deadpool. Spoiler. Yeah. Who's uh, who's going to see Deadpool? Let's find out from our our chat poll here right now. Who's going to see uh, Deadpool? Is this better? Uh. Uh, well, this is this is 30 seconds behind. Okay. So I can let you know in 30 seconds. Okay, we'll see. We'll find out. Uh, this is uh, Vader fighting Luke in Bespin, by the way. So I've got a little Star Wars moment happening right here. That looks way better, actually. Okay. And now, right. that I'm, now that I have this open, it looks better, too. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, fashion faux pas here on uh, EPN. Okay, well, let's talk about Deadpool. Um, you, you guys are going to see it. Uh, Jose and I talked a little bit about it in our chat yesterday, and uh, uh, definitely do watch that. It was a lot of fun catching up with yep. him. And if you haven't seen his chat with uh, Ryan Reynolds and TJ Miller, you got to check that out too. It's and awesome. And I'll link it in the chat right now. Actually. Okay, fantastic. Um, so Deadpool, I was a little nervous, man. I got to tell you, when I when I saw all of the uh, the marketing blitz and the hype and all of that stuff, they were obviously working hard to get our attention, and they were effective with that. But I thought, what are they? I was I was apprehensive about this movie ever since it was announced. Yeah, because the, it could have gone off the rails. Yeah, the Wolverine movie with Deadpool back in two thousand nine was so terrible. Yeah, and this movie just felt like it was going to be a cheap sort of let's crank this out to make a quick buck kind of thing. Yeah, so I was very skeptical going in. Yeah, and I I you know what I've never heard you laugh so much at any movie that you because Blake has always come whether I would go to a movie with Marissa or Scott or all three of us or whatever Blake would be coming to the movies quite often as well. Yeah. Never laughs. Yeah, I don't ne like to laugh. Never never really cracks a smile or looks like he's enjoying himself in any way whatsoever, but he was laughing out loud. You were actually giddy watching this movie. I you were know. kind of beside yourself 
entertained by everything that was going on there. Yeah, I, it was I wouldn't cool. go so far as to say that I, I was giddy. I'm going to go so far as to say as you were giddy. Okay, you're was you're freaking giddy. giddy. I was like half giddy. You've kind of fell in love with Ryan Reynolds, as you do, I think. Well, at, I, w- I was already in love with Ryan Reynolds to begin with. Okay. It's hard not to fall in love with the guy. Look at how awesome he was in the in that interview, too. But he is the perfect Deadpool. He is fully committed to the thing. I think what he did is he looked at what Hugh Jackman has been uh, giving to Wolverine, uh, even through kind of crappy movies. Mm-hmm. He has been amazing, consistently. He uh, is he is a great Wolverine, don't you think? Oh, you're talking about Hugh Jackman? Yes. Oh, yeah, he's... Yeah. He, he's perfect in that role. I mean, he... Oh, yeah, as Wolf- there have been some movies he's been in where he's kind of... Not, not as Wolverine. Great. Yeah, not as Wolverine. But every... Yeah, he's good in that in the shitty Wolverine movie. He he sure. is good all the time. He's consistent. And I think that's what Ryan Reynolds said he's got to do with Deadpool. He's got to fully commit to this thing and be this character. Yeah. And I think he was the, clearly the driving creative force and the, and the sort of um, inspiration, I think, to every other actor and every other performer. And the, there's some kind of a, you know, a fantastic... First-time director too. This Tim Miller guy. He's never directed. Is that true? Yeah, he's, he done? he's a first-time director. He did a great job with this movie. It looks amazing. It's it's really snappy. The editing is fantastic. There's, uh, you oh, know, it is. Yeah, it's a, he did other cre- He had other credits before, but this is his first feature film as a director. Yeah, and that's it's impressive. so competent, man. It's, it's a really. I, I that surprises me. He's I so thought he would have been a very like a good, experienced director who knew what he's doing. No, and and I think that's part of it too. You know, there's that hunger. There's that. Uh, uh, desire to prove themselves yeah. in this thing, and yeah. I think they There's did no a no complacency with this movie. Yeah, everybody, you know, and I think Ryan Reynolds probably was feeling uh, a little bit of that, um, like he can't Green Lantern out of this thing. You know, he he needed to to show everybody that he can actually follow through and be one of these leading man uh, superheroes. Yeah, and he did, and, and he's weird, great. It's a weird thing with Ryan Reynolds because you know he's a big movie star; everyone knows who he is. Yeah. Did you want to read the chat in there? Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah, I was going to start it up. Do you yeah. want me to open it for you? Actually, I'm, I can never read these things. You can read it here. Yeah, I can, um, it's better there. When you look at Ryan Reynolds' IMDb page, it's like yeah. he hasn't been in as many movies as you think he's been in. Yeah. Like, I just, like, I was kind of surprised. I'm like, oh, yeah, he really hasn't done that well, he, many he's big been, movies. He right? dated Scarlett Johansson. And I yeah, think, he's I think more like get, Didn't they get tabloid. married? Yeah, I think, I don't know. Is don't this, care. are we on Kelly and Michael right now? I, I don't know. In the morning? Michael's the new guy. He's the new Regis. Okay. Okay. If you say so. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it, this felt like he had, not just him, but everybody felt like they had something to prove. Like yeah. they, they knew we were all going to be skeptical and, you know, yeah. fuck this movie. But no, they, they won me over. It starts with the credits, which we yeah. talked a little bit about, Jose yeah. and I did. We're not going to spoil any of that. The credits are amazing. The opening credits, like the, not, not what, what's happening, but the actual like text of yeah. the credits is really smart and funny. Yeah. And just had me laughing. And then it's it just is carried through all that way. There's a bit. There's actually some warmth to it. You actually care about the characters. Yep. I love uh, Marina background in this movie and the relationship that she has with uh, Wade Wilson. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of believed it. They're both yep. cr- two crazy psychotics. They have uh, crazy psychotic sex, and uh, they have a lot of fun. And and uh, tr- you know, tragedy befalls them, and they have to kind of. Uh, work their way out of it but it's it's fun it's convincing it's hilarious man. so it's a very good very very good movie yeah best movie i've seen in a while it but is right we have a job as critics yeah to point out things that are wrong with the movie because nothing is perfect what, what did you think was wrong so with it? let's let's i'm gonna nitpick here okay the story is very 
simple and straightforward. Well, it's a self-contained origin story. Yes, you, and if it, you have and it seen, flips around with time a little bit. If you've seen an origin story, you've seen the story of this movie. It's very predictable, very straightforward. Yeah, but I, which I, isn't a problem because th that's not what the movie's about. The story is just a framework to put the characters and the humor and the the funniness of it. Yes, that's all the story is there for. The villain but, is lame. Yeah. But if we're going to nitpick, the story is very simplistic, and the characters, some of the characters, especially the supporting ones, are very sim simplistic and one-dimensional. Yes. So that's my first nitpick. Gina Carano was kind of yeah. wasted a little bit in this movie. Uh, she was good. She, 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 I didn't mind. The more the main villain, and they even they even poke fun at it too. The, uh, how stereotypical the villain is. Yeah. But I'm worried that the fourth wall breaking, haha, is in this movie goofy and silly. I'm worried that that is a crutch. To, well, that's to, as, it's an excuse. That's it's almost like, oh, we can get away with having a really simple story because if we make fun of it, how simple it is, which to me is eh, kind of a gray area. Well, that's the comedy of it, and that's what Deadpool, as a character in the comics, would be doing the whole time. So yes. he but pokes it's, fun it's, at the budget that is, they have. My, my conundrum, and it's an internal one. Yeah, is that an excuse? Is making is having a one-dimensional boring villain yeah. that you make fun of for being a one-dimensional boring villain, is that an excuse for having a one-dimensional boring villain? That's about as meta as this yeah, movie it's, is. A, this is a question but that, I, that you need to kind of think about making after having seen this movie. Well, so that's my first nitpick. Okay, what's your second one? I have a second nitpick, and it's the same nitpick that I had with uh, the last X-Men movie, Days of Future Past. And this isn't, we should also point out for people who may not know, this does take place in the X-Men yep. cinematic universe. Yep, this is the new Colossus, and uh, what's the what's the uh, girl? What's her name? Uh, the, the, the new one? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's it's a fantastic name. Teenage. Oh, yeah. Uh, hyper. I'll check, I'll check. Okay. But yeah, is she going to be in the other X-Men movies? I think she, she will. She's, that would be a funny... Uh, she's fantastic in this. I thought she was hilarious. And they have great repartee because... Yeah, uh, she's great. She's she, really good. She, uh, she she can't believe the... Uh, not just the insanity of Deadpool, but the, the quips and the, and the choices that Deadpool makes, the references that he makes, all place him at a time that she just can't relate uh, to. Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> which I, and I love a, Deadpool's reaction to that name as well. Which is a character that has existed for fi more than 15 years. Yep. Now. Grant Morrison. I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, they have so much to pull from. Um, but they do... Hi, Vagabond Knights. They do discuss the absence of other X-Men in this movie as well, which is pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so here's my, okay, your other my nitpick. second nitpick okay. that I didn't get to. All right. So, and it's the same nitpick that I had with Days of Future Past. Mm. This movie plays very fast and loose with the continuity of the pre-established X-Men films. Yeah. Meaning it completely disregards most of the, the, X3. the shitty yeah. And, and well, Days of Future Origins. Past. Days of Future Past like disregarded half of X-Men 3 <laughs> but no, and kept the other half whereas well, this disregards they the just, other half of X-Men 3 they it just completely hired, disregards X-Men Origins Wolverine. Totally, but they just hired also makes references to it. So they just hired their uh, their uh, Kevin Feige. They hired Mark Miller to over yeah. oversee everything. That's fine. Just but a few years ago, gonna, they gonna, didn't have anybody shepherding all of this stuff the whole time. So they've no, been making that, it up no as they excuse. went. They can watch the the movies are on DVD. They can go watch them, yeah, and they've if, had the same producing team. Yeah, my, my but point if they is, don't is dig what the the choices have been and they get the feedback, I mean, nobody liked what they did with Wolverine. No, I don't. I didn't like it either. But yeah. here's my point. Okay. My point is, is that this does take place in the same universe. And if you're going to have a movie set in the same timeline and in the same universe, you yeah. should have it 
if you're gonna, it, it should fit into it. And if it doesn't, it it should explain why. I think I think Deadpool is a, enough of an aberration, even in it was, the it X Men universe. It was better here. It was better here than it was in Days of Future Past. Because well, in Days of Future Past, it completely ruined the ending of the movie for me. Because I'm sitting there like so confused. Like, wait, but they're 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 ignoring X Men Three, or they're not ignoring X Men Three? Like, it, they didn't they didn't make that clear. Yeah. So it's and they're kind of ignoring the other movies in this too. But they're not. But it's okay because it's the Deadpool character. But it's still something that I was sitting there, kind of like thinking about. And you don't want to be thinking about a thing like that. So that's my second nitpick. That is a big nitpick. That's well, a, that's like that's like like a major minutia kind of nitpick on this because this yeah. this movie is about. I'm just, just worried. irreverence and fun I'm worried and poking that, fun at the whole genre. This is not genre. the first time it's happened. It happened a year ago with Days of Future Past. Yeah. I'm worried that this might be a trend in the X-Men movies going forward, especially with Apocalypse, which could completely reset uh, well, the timeline potentially. Yeah, I, I will solve I don't this want, dilemma for you. I don't they're want They're time traveling in the X-Men universe, so there's loops all over the place, so there are alternate yeah. realities. Solved. The problem is Boom. You, here, the problem is you just have to sit back and kind of just go with it. Yeah. But that's that's, what, that's what if reading, that's what they want us to do, they should just. That's tell what us. reading comic books every month is like. Every time they switch up a creator, you're yeah, on this different timeline and a different tack, and they've it, only you just had get used to it. A handful of films. Yeah, it's not like they've had. It's not like they've had. You know, like with a comic book, you have, you know, hundreds or thousands of issues. They've only had. They haven't had that many movies. It's not that sure. hard to fit everything. Sure, but they've it. had some really lame ones, and they've had to kind of react to that. Right. Uh, Star Drew says Blake wanted more X-Men in the Deadpool movie. That's not what I'm complaining about. I'm complaining about how it didn't fit in continuity-wise with some of the other films. Right. But this is a minor nitpick. I still love the movie. Yes. I actually kind of like that they didn't really have any X-Men in this movie. They mentioned them, but they don't really have them. I kind of like that. They didn't make it a cameo thing. No, I, I was I was actually kind of worried that Hugh Jackman was going to show up every five, like in, hey, it's Hugh Jackman or James McAvoy or whoever. Yeah. But I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, I'm really glad they did that. Well, but you know what? Because this movie is going to make it a, a loads of money this weekend. And now only they will say, yeah. Deadpool two will have like a James McAvoy cameo. They'll have the money to get these people. Something that we talked about in the uh, in the interview yesterday with Jose is that we now kind of and I like this idea is that Deadpool now becomes Ryan Reynolds' character for life. You know, like he can hang yeah. on to this. He doesn't. Yeah. Be, you know, the mask fully covers <clears> him. So no matter how he ages, he can always voice this character, and they yeah. can always make him appear in X movies forever. Well, even if you know, even if he, has he, the he might be in the next Avengers movie, the uh, the uh, uh, the final two. They might throw Deadpool in because they're well, Fox that's, and that's if, Fox if, and uh, if, Marvel are working. Together. If the rumors are true that Fox and Marvel are gonna do a thing, then I, they could do that. But that hasn't been confirmed yet, so we sure. shouldn't get people's hopes up. Sure. But even if he has the mask off, he can do it. In, 20 years because he has all the, the Freddy Krueger makeup on. You can make him look the same. Like, like Totally. He doesn't have to. Er, is Deadpool, does he age in the comics? Like, well, he has uh, some of the mutant healing powers that Wolverine has. But does that prevent him from aging? Uh, it probably slows everything down. Okay. Yeah. It turns him into this kind of... So there's no reason this could... Sorry. There's no reason this couldn't have worked with, uh, with the other Wolverine movie, with Origins. Yeah, I they know. They could have had it work, and they just didn't. So that, that's they were stupid. Yeah, they were that dumb. Was so that, that was, was good that they didn't ha follow that timeline. Erase. Well, no, they they can they can. There's ways of washing over the bad movies without completely disregarding them. Oh yeah. A good example of this would be like. But they the screwed good up Halloween movies versus the bad ones. They screwed they don't up the completely character. Completely disregarded. They, they made him a Deadpool in that Wolverine Origins movie. He he looked <laughs> like a horror movie. They could have they could have thought of a way to justify it without just 
ignoring it. Right. Now that's my nitpick. Still, uh, a massive surprise, kind of along the same veins for me as Guardians of the Galaxy. I, that was another movie that I was really nervous mm. about as I was going into it, you know? I like Guardians better than this. Did you? But I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. So. Yeah, I, Guardians was great, but I, I felt in that movie, again, weak villain that really wasn't explored that much. And I wanted to get to know the characters a little bit more. I felt like it was a little bit scattered. No, I, did, the, I did really like it a the lot. Vil, the villain in Guardians is more fleshed out than the one here. It was, he's less formulaic. He's less... I, I, I get that Rowan mixed up with Malekith or Malekith from uh, Thor 2 all the time. Well, that's... I don't have that problem because I didn't, I didn't watch Thor 2 after the first time I saw it because that movie sucked. <laughs> I like that movie a lot. Uh, but I like Deadpool better, I think, than I, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I have a third nitpick. Okay, what is it? What is again, it? Again, I love okay. the movie. I'm, I'm doing, it's my job to nitpick stuff. Right? Yeah. Like this, right. I go to these press screenings for free. Like I have to do something. Yeah. Um, the special effects were not very good. Yeah. They could have been better. But this is you, also true. You, you can tell the This the, is the true CG of every, this is true of like every Fox superhero movie the special effects are always kind of janky they're not as bad as wolverine x-men origins wolverine yeah because that that those special effects were terrible <laughs> I can't they were laughably them. bad <laughs> they're not bad they're just you look at them and you're like mm. you can see it's cheaper than an avengers movie yeah you know what i mean yeah which is understandable because it is cheaper because they were never going to spend that kind of money on a r-rated movie no so it'll be interesting yeah, to see what thing. happens now, though, because Days of Future Past was huge. This is probably going to be very big. Uh, Apocalypse is probably going to be very big. And they're going to have to start throwing some more dollars to try to compete with uh, what Marvel's putting out there. Or if they work together, then there will probably be some uh, processes that they share to make all of this stuff look really incredible. Oh, uh, the Frag Out Gamers just pointed out that Nolan North should have had a cameo in this movie. That would have been great. <clears throat> that would have been great. Yeah, yeah that would have been very he did funny. The, the Deadpool video game. All right, so what do you give Deadpool then? 9.5 out of 10. 9.5? You were at but about a 9 yesterday. And you give Guardians, mm -hmm. what, a 10? Yeah, I would give Guardians a 10. Wow. I did get, no, I wrote a review of Guardians on the website. I did give it a 10. A 10? Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, I give this one a 9. I think Deadpool gets a 9 out of 10 from me, and I'm shocked. And I, I, I'm very tough. Like, I hate movies usually. Yeah. So I, I don't give 9s out, like, every day so it's really hard to think of a better way to create this character for the screen now that is both of us are neither neither of us are huge deadpool fans like we haven't read all the books or anything like that but knowing what we know of the character and the mythology and the process to bring this to the screen it's pretty hard to imagine a, a, a better realized version of this character on screen. Right. So and go so, and see it. Just so everyone's not confused, we're talking about the new Deadpool movie, not the fifth Dirty Harry movie right. with Clint Eastwood, which right. was also called Deadpool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. I don't think anybody's confused. If you were watching for the past 20 minutes thinking that's the movie we're talking about, <laughs> it isn't. I don't think Ryan Reynolds was in that. I don't think he was oh, born I don't think then. So Jim Carrey was in it, though. Oh, yeah? Hilarious. Okay. Uh, we no, also saw Zoolander 2. Oh, we did, didn't we? Yes, we did. We, I, I didn't I guess, hate I the movie. I guess we have to talk about that. I didn't hate the movie. Everybody's been uh, ragging on it and comparing it to Anchorman 2 and saying that it's... Uh, it's yeah. not as bad as Anchorman 2. It's not. It was... Uh, I was ready to walk out in the first half. Yeah? The first half is really bad. Like, I was ready to walk out. Because, tell, tell me why. It was just so terrible. It was just everything. It was just bad. What, what, but, what, but the second half gets better, and it gets better. What exactly offended you Here, so here's much my you big, Here's my big deal with Zoolander 2. Yeah. I haven't watched the first one in a couple of years. I may have to rewatch it mm -hmm. to be sure. But 
I remember the first movie was the characters were really stupid, but it's like they were in a plausible world almost. Yeah. And the humor was these two characters are so dumb they don't get how the world works and like other characters look look at them kind of like, "Wow, you're stupid." Whereas in this it's like it's way more slapsticky and the world is as dumb as the characters. So the characters are the characters do really logically impossible things, physically impossible, logically impossible things, and no one around them sort of takes notice. Like uh, uh, Owen Wilson gets. Sh- should I spoil this? It's the, I actually don't want to spoil this because it's the one funny joke in the movie. One character gets another character pregnant, right? And they're both men. Yeah. Okay. And nobody thinks to say, "What really?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas that's a physically impossible thing that could never happen. Right. But. Wow, you, it happens in the movie, and nobody. You, you put on the the analytical hat. Well, the, for, for something the first like this, movie. Though. This is why I'm trying to illustrate why it's different. Okay, from the all first right, movie. okay. This is a physically impossible thing that could never happen. Yeah, but I think what's happened, and is, it happens in the movie, and nobody remarks about. So the world it takes place in is a world where all this zany stuff happens. I, I think what and, they're and saying that's is that's different from the first. Movie. The stupidity of these characters has uh, has mutated <clears throat> and morphed into lots of other people. They're also talking but about but the influence and into the entire uh, world that it takes. Place. I know it takes place in an alternate reality, because, not the first movie because where of, it took place in like the real world. No, but because of these idiots, because of their dependence on looking good and being really really good looking, they now see the. The, they uh, didn't even use that line in the movie. They didn't, but they. Sh- I was shocked by that. They show what happens when you've got figureheads like that that lead a pop culture because you, they, they show all of the the subsequent generations. Of now that. you're being meta. No, but they do. I'm they, just trying they show to think, all of these other idiots is, that just, are all just completely, a, you know, uh, victims of the, uh, the fashion it's not, wars. That's it's why crazy. I'm just trying to explain why it's not as funny as the first one. Yeah. Because the humor of the first one is that these characters are so dumb in the real world. Now it's like they've done away with the real world, and it's just these dumb characters in this dumb world. So it's like it's like watching a Saturday morning cartoon. Like, the the biggest cares? problem with Zoolander is that the 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 concept was kind of uh, you know superficial and slight to begin with. You know, I mean, it was it was a smart commentary on our obsession with beauty with some. Uh, really crazy outlandish laughs. Now they try to recreate those laughs, but they've stretched this as far as they possibly can. And I expected to hate this movie, but I actually was laughing Yeah, I at, didn't hate it. I was laughing at I was expecting some of it. the new characters. I loved Kristen Wiig in this movie. I thought she was hilarious. Yeah, I think Penelope Cruz was... She's good in everything she's in. So. She was unrecognizable for, mom, for a yeah, big I chunks actually, of it. I had to yes. ask you. I was like, is that Kristen Wiig? I didn't yeah. actually recognize her. She's playing um, um, uh, a parody... I don't know what her name is, but she's playing the parody of uh, of, of fashion icon that's got a really kind of mutated face and a weird uh, yeah. from all the plastic surgery and stuff. And oh, the, the yeah, I know tan. the character. You, yeah, there's a real person like that. Yeah, be and and they have real fashion icons in this. And I think that's kind of the problem is that unless you really give a crap about that stuff, and you know, frankly, <laughs> probably most of our audience, most of you guys, really don't care about it. We don't really care about it. You don't. You're not really well, clearly. Along. I care about fashion. Well, you're my not along for the ride all the way. My it, white t-shirt and all those cameos the first time were kind of original, right? That was the that was the thing that the first Zoolander had. Is it was fresh, it was nuts, and uh, uh, everybody was just figuring it all out. And we'd never seen a, a, a sort of a, a parody of the fashion world like that before. And also, everybody was, you know, 
new still. You know, the uh, the, the stuff that yeah. Will Ferrell was doing, the stuff that Ben Stiller was doing. Yeah, Will doing. Ferrell wasn't a big movie star yet. That's right. That's right. So well, it was all like... was Ben Stiller. He hadn't been around for very long. Well, yeah, now they're all now a little bit over, of, a little oversaturated. We've seen these, char- these guys play types of characters not too dissimilar from this many, many times over, Ben Stiller especially. But still, I laughed. There was still some really fun little I, I bits chuckled in there. probably five times. <clears throat> There's there a couple more of than chuckles. That. There was uh, more than that. I, did, I never really laughed. I really dug Penelope Cruz. I think she, uh, she's good. she kept up with everything. She's a, act, she's a real actress, though. Like, yeah. She knows how to act. Yeah. It was um, fun to watch her on here's screen. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. Deadpool yeah. is a far yeah. better comedy. It's a way funnier a movie. Way, yeah. it, just yes. for getting action, just as a comedy, yeah. Deadpool is infinitely superior to Zoolander 2. So if you're looking for a funny movie this weekend, you should see Deadpool and not Zoolander. Yeah. And you know what? The fame-chasing BS of Zoolander is exhausting as well. Like yeah. all the cameos. Like obviously yeah. David Bowie wasn't in this one, but uh, other famous why not? pop why stars. Could, why couldn't they get David Bowie there? <laughs> well, they could have. I mean, they shot it a while ago. No, he's been done. They, they shot. Go there. They, they, they shot it a while ago, but and he was he was he was no, a great part of the first movie. And they try to recreate. They just try to recreate a lot Sting. of that same stuff. I guess if you can't get Bowie, Sting is kind of <laughs> better. But or they had the, like Justin Bieber. Yeah. And, mm, I don't need to see Justin Bieber ever. I I didn't I didn't hate the movie. It just felt yeah. a little superfluous, a little unnecessary. So unnecessary is a good. But word. not not distastefully <laughs> unnecessary like Anchorman 2. Like Anchorman 2 was yeah. kind of poisonous. It was like, what the fuck are they doing to this great franchise? I, I was just I didn't hate sho- Anchorman I, I was shocked by how, how bad Anchorman 2 was. I didn't hate Anchorman 2. It was a bad movie. I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it as much as you do. So mm. I don't. Okay, Zoolander 2, what do you give it then? 4.9. Uh, we don't do point nines. I can't give it a 5. Come on, so. give it a 5. Okay, I give it a 4.5. 4.5. There's a 5 in there, sorry. I, I'm going to give it a 6. No, hate it. that's way too no, high. No, I didn't hate it. No, I think no, no, that do it's... Not, don't, it's don't, it, you know no, what? Don't pay to see this movie. Don't pay to see this you movie. Don't, you don't have to pay to see. Go see Deadpool just see for it sure. on net, When it's on Netflix in, yes. in two months, just watch it. Well, yeah, when you see it on video for sure. And I think what you're going to find is that it actually will make you laugh a little bit. It's stupid. It's uh, You didn't need this don't sequel. Don't see it sober. But you don't have to see it in I'm the I'm not in the advocating any, uh, <laughs> anything, but... But I, I think the, the hate on the movie that I've been reading and the, and the vitriol, and the, I think it's a little too severe. I think that they actually did work to build some funny gags in there. And I, one of the characters that I like the most... Oh, sorry. When we said that Sting is in the movie, we, mean, we don't mean Sting the wrestler. No. And we don't mean Frodo's sword okay. either. <laughs> we're talking about the police. I'm trying Sting. to make sure that the whole demographic understands yeah. what we're talking so about. I think some people don't know who Sting is. Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah, that's that's a part of the problem with this movie, too. But they pick, they make fun of that all the way along as, as people that have been in the game too long and, and uh, long in the tooth with this stuff. I thought that was pretty good. I like the new... Uh, the new designer in there that doesn't make any sense whatsoever and just confuses them all the way through. I think he did which, a... Who, he, ca- which character? DJ Atari. Oh, the hipster or Don one? Atari. The, the hipster one? Yeah, he yeah. was funny. He was funny. Yeah, yeah he did a good job. <clears throat> and there's some actor. supporting there's bits in there. There's some good cameo. They're not Fred uh, Armisen is in this. So the I'm not going to say who my favorite cameo is because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, see, it's better, right? Now it's... Now no, it's earned still, that it's five. No, Maybe no, you'll think about it a little bit more. It's, you'll let it gestate. Maybe you'll get up to a six. It's only because okay. of that that it's a 4.5 instead of a three. I so. think the heat of Deadpool and how much love you no, have for Ryan Reynolds apart. and his butt. I saw them a week apart. We saw Deadpool like two weeks ago. It's just it's clouded your judgment, <clears> and you just don't know how fun <clears> that Zoolander 2 is. Zoolander 2 is not worth seeing. It's, it's okay. 
If you if you have if it's on Netflix in three months and you need something to watch in the background while you're cutting vegetables, sure. <laughs> okay. Don't it's, go see it. Don't pay to see it's a good it. Good vegetable cutting comedy. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's talk about some games. Yeah, um, we still have other movies. We do, do but I, I think talk about those. They're already out. So let's go down. No, I want to talk about them, but let's talk about some games and we'll okay, talk about talk, the movies. Let's first. talk games. Okay. Um, unravel. Let's talk about this. Now you okay. you've uh, almost beat it. Jose beat it. You uh, talked about it. You're, well, I don't know how long it is. It's not like nine chapters. Okay, I'm about halfway. Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts so far, my friend? It's it's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good. Yeah. Tell me why it's really good. Why do you um, like it? You like the the zen. It's it's zen. It's whimsical. Um, I like the art style. It, it's a beautiful game. Yeah. It, the lighting, the design of everything is just gorgeous. It's um, it's very chill. It's very charming. I really like. I keep falling in love with Yarny. Yeah. When you're his, his little animations, like he'll fall and hit his head, and I'll go like, "Oh, sorry, Yarny." Um, <laughs> it turns me into like a little girl, basically. This game. Uh, the puzzles are—they make you think. Yeah. The problem is we were playing like a pre-release review copy of the game, so we couldn't Wikipedia or. or do you do that really? Uh, when sometimes. you get stuck. Yeah. 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 Because uh, we couldn't do that here because we were playing it so I had to actually sit back and think about the puzzles yeah um, no it's a, it's a good game it's not game. a game and I've been I've been playing it I'm trying to get a little bit further in the game it's not a game where at least for me uh, you can just kind of whip through it it's not very long and if you're great at it and you understand all the physics you're gonna be able to to uh, to go for it you know and and, uh, and do all of the stuff but for me and it's kind of the same way that I felt with limbo some of the ways that you solve Puzzles that light isn't on. Oh, it's not on. Uh, kind of drive you crazy, and I, there we I, go. I've I've been uh, I've been a little bit frustrated, man. I've been kind of screaming at the TV, yeah, going, "Why aren't you point. pulling that thing? Why? Come on, this You're is ridiculous." You restart the the stage over and over and over again. A horror movie is supposed to scare you. A comedy is supposed to make you laugh. A puzzle game is supposed to leave you puzzled. You're supposed to not know right away how sure, to do it. Sure. Sure. This is a puzzle game. You're it's supposed a to sit there and too. have to try to figure it out. It's a platformer. It's a platforming as well. puzzle game. Yeah, and you're you're using the the yarn obviously to kind of loop it around different objects, and you're pushing and pulling and tugging on things and trying to uh, make jumps that you can't really jump. So you have to use the rope physics to swing. It's a physics based yeah. simulation it's a as well. Physics based platforming puzzle adventure game. My I think my challenge with it so far though is that I know what to do. To achieve what I want to do, but the controls and my connection with the controls—I haven't had that problem. Hasn't been effortless. I haven't had that. So problem. I've been like, no, I got that. Come on, let me get that jump. You no, haven't had that. I, I'm, I've, the, I've gotten used to the controls. It's more just for me trying to figure out what to do next. Yeah, I haven't had a problem with the controls. All right, well, I've drowned my little yarny so many times. <laughs> And I've been so pissed off, uh, but it's also not a game you can. I I, I cannot rush through the thing. Oh, yeah. um, it's not. But it's not meant to be. You're meant. It. The entire design of it is meant to like make you chillax, right? Yeah, it's like, not It's like chillaxed. taking a, an ambient. So not ambient. You're supposed up. to sit back. So and bitter take and angry. After work, take a deep breath. Just yelling and at just the look screen. Look at this cute little character running through this whimsical dot Belgian. Where where does the yeah. game take place? Belgium. I don't know. It's some Eastern European. It some sure is lovely. Northern though. European country. I love the music. Love the aesthetics. I played the first couple of chapters with. Uh, I streamed it and uh, I had a really nice time and a lot of people were watching and it was fun. All of that, but then uh, yeah, I was starting to grate on my nerves. We we haven't played oh, enough sorry. that we can score it. Yet, we got to talk about the price though. 
because I was shocked to find out that it was 20 bucks. Why? That's, uh, well, that's the same that's price as, as Firewatch. Right. You think Firewatch is this big open-world game. Yeah. Unravel is a, a good game, but it's smaller I, and more self I, I think I it's worth every penny of 20 bucks for sure. Absolutely. Or huh? maybe Firewatch should cost more. I don't know. Mm, I've, and I've beat me, Firewatch, and you can fact, ask me about Firewatch, and I think that's that Unravel, priced perfectly as well. The fact that Unravel and Firewatch are the same price kind of it just shocked no, me. i got to say that. They're, they're absolutely priced at the right price point, mm. both of them. Because they're... And it's not about game time, and it's not about genre. It's uh, about the experience and the escapism. Firewatch is uh, is a great twenty dollars spent. I've, I have beat yeah, that game. Yeah, it is. But maybe Unravel should maybe be fifteen. No, EA. I think I think it's worth twenty bucks for sure. I think that you know a lot of love went into the game, a lot of style, a lot of design, a lot of you know puzzle kind of implementation. It's it's a uh, it certainly evokes a lot of other types of genres and a lot of other types of games, um, but it is its own creation. People in the chat are saying they're surprised that Firewatch is so cheap, so I win. Uh, <clears throat> you've got to play Firewatch. I have not played it yet. This yeah, is you, yeah, and you have not played it, and I don't think a lot of people... I also, a lot of people are talking about The Witness, because it's obviously another new puzzle game. We, I haven't had a chance to play that we yet. We haven't either. played that, and it's mostly because... Um, it's well, we've been busy. It's mostly because I've been playing Grand Theft Auto Five <laughs> nonstop, which I always do. Well, we and I've been playing. Uh, I, I beat Firewatch. I've been playing a bunch of other things as well. We're playing Fire Emblem and XCOM and stuff like that right now. A little bit of Mario, uh, but Firewatch, I think, is absolutely appropriately priced at twenty bucks. It's not a super long experience. It's not as open world as you think it's going to be. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it is a gorgeous environment. It's a beautiful, beautiful, atmospheric, uh, literate, charming, heartfelt, um, you know, escape. But it also is uh, a, a game that kind of makes you imagine more and kind of want more. You know, it leaves, it's, it's a little ambiguous and it leaves a lot of sort of open threads and a lot of... Uh, uh, questions unanswered, and uh, it's a, a very mature adult experience. It's not about combat. It's not about uh, um, killing. I did find myself very, very, very tense in a few spots in the game, though. Like really, like oh my, like physically feeling chills down my spine. Like, can I deal with this intensity and this pressure right now? Because it was spooky. You, know? you actually, I was surprised at Unravel. You do get to kill things. Oh yeah, you get to lock a, a crab in a cage. Yeah. So fuck that crab. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was surprised by that. It's like, yeah, I kill. I get that indirectly was, kill that crab. I think the the analogy with Unravel is Limbo, and Limbo I think was around twenty bucks, wasn't it? Uh, when it first came something out. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I think that's that's a pretty solid price point. Uh, yeah. Nine chapters. Yeah. The chapters are meaty. Yeah. It's a solid-looking console experience. Yeah. I, I mean, it's going to come down, but I think if you want that Unravel, or and same with Firewatch. If you want that Unravel, if you want that Firewatch right now, that 20 bills, that's money. Well, you've been watching Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> yeah, you got these 20 bills. I have been watching some Straight Outta Compton. Uh, but Firewatch <laughs> is, uh, is uh, definitely a remarkable game, and I don't, I'm not going to forget it. You know, It's definitely a really, really beautiful piece of art. Um, it, I wasn't so fulfilled that I was like, oh my God, I've never played anything like this and I, I, uh, uh, I, nothing can ever compare to this, but it was really wonderful, you know? I'm gonna give it, 
Uh, I'm gonna give it an 8.5 out of 10. I think it's mm. a it's a really really lovely experience. I give you 8.5 out of 10. Uh, it's eight out of 10. All right, you got to see it. You got to play it. You haven't played it yet, but but you will. Um, and I'm curious to hear if people have been playing it. Uh, a lot of people in the chat are saying they're they're all talking about the witness. <laughs> yeah, the witness is. Uh, oh is, yeah, JJ Blaze has been uh, JBJ Blaze has been playing it. He cried I, during the intro. I, cr I cried during the intro for I sure. Cry, I cry sometimes. Don't don't days. talk about the intro, okay? No, the intro is an incredibly important part of Firewatch. Don't stream it. Don't ruin it for anybody. I do oh, suggest intro, that everybody. That's where Han Solo gets killed. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, and the witness is on deck. I want to play some of that. I want to I want to attempt that. But all I read from all my friends that are playing that is uh, great exasperation and uh, uh, frustration because the puzzles are so damn hard in that thing. That does not, that does not scream out. Oh my God! I got to rush into that and start playing that thing right away. Especially when I'm stuck in in uh, unravel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we uh, another game we both played recently is Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. It's Mario and Luigi. What did I call it? Mario. Oh whatever. It's Mario. Internationally, it's Mario. I give that a four point five. Okay. Okay. So we don't review. We don't score everything, buddy. Okay. Mario we, and Luigi Paper Jam. We just uploaded an interview yesterday. Yes. That we did in San Francisco. Yep. With Nintendo and getting an update about the game. Yep. I've played about five or six hours of this game. Yep. I played it at the airport when, thank you, Air Canada, we showed up at the airport for a six seven a.m. flight. Yeah, we were there. So at we were 730. there at 5:30. Oh, 5.30, yeah. We were there at we, yeah. uh, 5.30, and then they delayed the flight an hour, and then they delayed it six or seven hours. Yeah, so and the day be... before, they had changed the flight from yeah. 8 to so 7. That's Air Canada, yeah. but long story short, I was sitting at an airport for eight hours with nothing to do, so I played through most of that game. Right. Um, or a big chunk, or a big of, that chunk of that game. It's a big game. Here's my problem with it. Mario and Sonic, or Mario and Luigi, paper, or Mario, am I saying it right? It's Mario. Okay, whatever. Yep. Paper Jam is a combination of the Paper Mario games and the Mario and Luigi games. Yep. So it, what it is is a turn-based RPG mm -hmm. with quick this is time. Your first experience with either one of these brands, uh, right? You I played play. one of the Paper Mario games okay. ages ago. Okay. All right. I think on the GameCube. Yeah. Come out on the mm -hmm. yep. Anyway, so what it does is the combat for those of you who don't know combines real-time or uh, turn-based uh, strategy combat with quick-time, real-time events, kind of like in Mario. You know what Mario is best at jumping and hitting block and whatever which is the for me yeah i hate this because it's like t the worst of both worlds for me but it's the only way to interpret mario into an rpg format. maybe mario shouldn't be interpreted into an rpg but because, no because what, when what, i when i have a turn-based combat yeah it's turn-based you it's like playing chess you can take as long as you want in between turns there's no there's no you don't have to be on the edge of your seat right you can sit back and relax you can go to eat dinner come back you don't you, you're not you don't have to like pay attention to it right whereas this it's it's that slow-paced turn-based thing but at the same time you never know when one of these oh i have to hit the thing is going to come yeah it's a timing so it's, based it's, deal. it's, it's it's the worst of both worlds for me. I just totally disagree. That's what's typified <laughs> these games in the marketplace. They've almost created their own kind of genre. A, a uh, timing-based, turn-based game is uh, is pretty damn slick. Now, m my hesitation over... Uh, it's, oh, it's polished. It, it's a very slick game. I'm just saying what they polished 
isn't something I would want. Where to. I'm a little bit disappointed with this is that the story is just not that fun or gripping or thrilling. I mean, everybody's yeah. kind of confusing with confused with each other. Actually, the, I didn't mind the story. The, the flat two D characters are, are are confused with the. The gist uh, of the story is that the Paper Mario universe gets crossed with. With the Mario and Luigi, yeah. yeah. So, so Paper Mario shows up. All the paper versions of the characters so show up. Everybody thinks they're, all they're twins, and yeah, then they got to go and chase a bunch of the toads, all, and then are lost that. all over the place. I didn't mind that. I just I found that I was repeating a lot of the same stuff over and over again, um, and that kind of drove me a little bit nuts. You know, trying to chase these uh, toads all over the place. But I like the paper craft battles that are in there, where you get these giant. Those are uh, cool, paper yeah. craft kind of creations. And Do you, you know get... what those reminded me of? They reminded me of the tank battle. They're like tanks, yeah. The tank battle in Assassin's Creed 2. Right. Yeah. Remember those? When Leonardo da Vinci makes it. Or was it Assassin's Creed, the one after 2? I don't know. <coughs> I, I liked... It also reminded me of um, Odama. Kind of, it's an old from uh, Battlestar Galactica. No, not uh, not Adama. Odama. I think it was Odama. It was a GameCube game where you actually shouted. It was kind of like a pinball type of experience where you shouted commands and uh, you had characters running all over the place. You're basically in control of a bunch of little little characters holding up a giant paper craft thing. And uh, oh, Odama, the president. No, not so Obama. Odama. You've got it right there. Uh, it, and oh, that, I'm not on Wikipedia right now. No, of course not. I don't use Wikipedia. That's a very to handy. To make it look like I know what I'm talking very about. Very handy website. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that. So you're controlling these little characters as they're holding this giant paper craft and they're chasing each other around and beating yeah. each other beating each other up. Yeah, that was fun. It's the There's, one thing in the game where you need the second thumbstick. That too, yeah. There, I mean, there are fun bits in the title. I just <clears> felt like it was a, a little underwhelming to throw in all of these disparate parts, these successful franchise titles that Nintendo's had for a long time and it just wasn't it wasn't capturing me you know I was playing it getting through it getting to the next stage it's almost kind of fairly linear you have to do a little bit of backtracking you're going to miss some of those jumps which are all sort of timing based yeah. you press each one of the buttons in, yeah. in sequence which is they kind of glue the characters together now you've got uh, and I've, they've done it before where they've had two yeah, variations kind of, run of Mario and one Luigi one right behind the other and they you can either make them jump all at once, but it's a half jump. Yeah. And if you want to make them all jump high, you have to go A, Y, X, or whatever the buttons yep. are. And it's, it's hard on your thumbs. Yeah. So. I mean, that's what's <clears throat> unique about the mechanics of these games, though, is that nothing plays like this. So it's fun, but you also, as an RPG, you got to bring a story that you're really concerned with and you really care about. And mm. I, it doesn't really deliver on that. I part. don't mind not having a story that I care about in an RPG. I don't know. I, I really mean, don't. I don't get why an RPG has to have a story, like a big, in-depth, boring, confusing story. Well, it has to have both. It has to have <laughs> mechanics that are interesting. It has to mix up the uh, uh, the combat so that you're not just doing the same routine over and over again. But it also has to have a story that uh, y you know you kind of carry around with you. I think. I mean, there's so much. Uh, that's what our our interview with Eric Peterson from Nintendo was about yesterday. Was so much uh, RPG choice just on that 3DS platform you got to bring stories that people are going to care about. But okay. we haven't played enough that we can review. We still have to uh, keep playing. I've played half of it. I'm going to keep playing it. You can, you want to score it right now? What are you going to say? Seven. Yeah? Seven. Yeah, I, I want to play it some more. And I'm uh, I'm taking off for a few days, so I'm going to be playing that. I'm going to be playing Fire Emblem. Um, I've only done up to Do Chapter I, 5. You gave me a copy of Fire Emblem. Yes. Do I have to play it? Yeah, play it. Absolutely. You've never played Fire Emblem before, right? It's not my thing. You'll get into it. 
It's really cool. Trust me. Trust me. Trust everybody that's played Fire Emblem who are all, all going to chime in right now. It's an amazing game. It takes time. It takes a little bit of patience. Uh, you're going to lose characters that you care about in the game um, that you have leveled up, but it's really cool. It's the same thing with XCOM. When you saw XCOM, was that something that, that interested you? No, I, like, I don't mind that. It's I, very it's, similar. Uh, but it's all crazy Japanese with these crazy characters. They're and crazy, weird, yeah, yeah. Weird design and... and I think this one is the most elaborate of the portable games that they've ever done so far with really uh, amazing artwork and I think it's also going to end up being one of the most accessible and a huge one. Okay. All right. So people are it. asking me about Bloodborne in the chat. I've played Bloodborne. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't finish it cuz it was too hard. It's so hard. But it's uh, Bloodborne's not a bad game, it's just not for me. Yeah. You can't go rob a convenience store and then drive away in your monster truck in Bloodborne. Bloodborne's a game that I keep plugging in and playing and appreciating, and I really dug it when I reviewed it, but it is so excruciating, you know? It just just beats you down, that it just feels like you don't get anywhere. It feels anywhere. like self-flagellation. <laughs> it feels like what Leo went through making The Revenant. You, so, yeah, a little bit. You yeah, that's I mean? good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to carve out so much time because you know you're going to get to there and then go back to here and then get back over to there. I just wanted to kill Tom Hardy by the time I was done Bloodborne. Right. So. Yeah, that's how angry it make, makes you. That's how angry it makes me. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's talk about, um, was there any other games that we've been playing recently? Uh, GTA Online? No, we can't review the New that. modes are really cool. Yeah. The Valentine's ones? No, the drop that? zone mode. Okay. You drop out of a plane and you have to capture a landing point. Awesome. It's really fun. Awesome. You um, can hit people with your parachute on the way down. Do you want to ask me questions about The Expanse? This is, this is one of do my I? new favorite TV show addictions out the there. The Expanse is... A very dangerous region of space in Star Trek. Is it? Yes. Uh, the name of the area. It's it, where the Zindi live. Okay, cool. Well, in uh, this show, um, The Expanse is a... There's shows other than Star Trek? There are, yeah. This is a great sci-fi show. With um, One of the coolest things is that it shows the effects of space travel on uh, humans. And so what, uh, what is The Expanse about? Because I'm not going to Wikipedia just now, so I need you to explain to me. Sure. Let's see how close I come to the Wikipedia. Because it, it is. Well, a, I don't have the Wikipedia page. It, it's it's a convoluted plot. It's based on a series of books, or at least one big book. Hang on, hang um, on. GTA but, is worth rebuying on the PS4, if only so that you can play it with me. There you go. Very nice. If you've got a PC, you've got to see GTA 5 on a PC running at high spec. But if you get it on the PS4, I'll play with you. It's uh, cross compatible, isn't it? PS, PC, no. PS4? Okay. Uh, I'm thinking of Rocket League. No, it's not uh, Rocket League. Rocket uh, League's worth getting too. Yes. I'll play that with you as well. Um, well, The Expanse is kind of a um, uh, a little bit of a film noir type thing. James uh, uh, Thomas Jane plays a detective type that's sort of stuck. He's like a pulpy kind of detective. He's trying to solve a murder. And then he gets embroiled in this huge conspiracy. But basically... It is Earth and Mars are at war with each other and resources are being mined on asteroid belts and there are citizens that are called belters that are kind of uh, the laborers of, uh, of this new space age that uh, humans are this all existing. This is a movie that had a big, comment, uh, a big uh, presence at Comic-Con. Huge, yeah. Right. yeah. And, and this is, a, <clears throat> this is a property that sci-fi has been kind of touting as their new Battlestar Galactica. Okay. And uh, it does share some of the production quality and production values 
Um, some of the spacecraft, you almost sometimes feel like you're, you're going to see some cast members from Battlestar just land and, and doors will open and they'll start walking through. I see cast mem members from Battlestar every day in Vancouver. Yeah, they're, they're walking They'll be walking around. down the street like, hey, it's that guy who had a line in one episode. Totally. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's even a little... Um, I mean, the thing about Battlestar is, at, at least at the beginning, it really was just about, uh, you know, humans on the run from the, these robot invaders, the Cylons, and they were disguised and stuff. But this one is a little bit more intricate. There are, uh, there's a political intrigue uh, happening in there. There are spies. One of the spies is played by Elias Tefexis, our, our, our friend. and uh, our friend, Elias Tefexis? Yeah, he's fantastic. Sounds like this. Yeah, and he's in about 18 games this year as well. But he's, he's terrific on the show. It's all shot in Toronto. Um, but oh. it, it, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a really slick thing. One of the things that they show off is the effect of being in outer space for so long lengthens bones, and then they show right. uh, some really skinny, stretched out human so characters, and they, they, they mess with their uh, gravity, it, and it really affects it, it them. It really tries to take space travel seriously. It is does. It's kind of like um, Firefly in that regard, because Firefly also didn't have faster than light travel, right? I can't remember. Okay. It's not I, Firefly. I think was a little more fantastical in, in in the way that it created and crafted its universe. This feels pretty grounded in reality. Yeah, it feels pretty real. You know, I should watch the show. The show is I like cool. Science fiction things. The show is cool. Speaking I, of science fiction things, yeah. though, there's going to be a really good science fiction show in about a year because Brian Fuller was just hired yes. to make the new Star Trek show. This made your week, right? This made my. This made my. Maybe your month, year. My, well, Comic-Con, it'll be all over at Comic-Con. I'm it'll looking forward. Demo. I am now officially looking forward to the new Star Trek show, and I wasn't before. Do you want them to follow in the timeline? Do you want them to be like a, well, okay, a sequel here's the thing. to uh, the 60s <clears throat> Star Here's the Trek? thing, and I don't, I'm not a lawyer, mm -hmm. but CBS and Paramount had a split in 2006. Okay. So everything Star Trek up to that point belongs to both of them. Everything Star Trek after that point made by Paramount only belongs to Paramount, and everything after that only by CBS only belongs to CBS. Oh, wow. So the J.J. movie universe... That's Paramount. ...can't be made in a TV show, right. I think. I'm not a lawyer. Well, Kurtzman's involved with this, though. But the thing is, he, he doesn't own that, okay. even though he, made, he wrote it. So I don't think they're legally allowed to set it in the J.J. universe. But everybody's partnering now. Yeah, they might. They might Everybody's work playing something that out. Game. And again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not. It an doesn't behoove it, anybody to have two think competing they, Star Trek. If things they out do there. set it in the JJ verse, yeah, <clears throat> they'd have to work it out something. But which is fine for me because I don't want it set in the JJ verse because JJ verse sucks. Well, maybe maybe um, Star Trek Three is going to be so shitty want, that uh, yeah. Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto will be ready for television. Or or they'll just <laughs> do a Deadpool and pretend it never happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. Uh, I want a, an intelligent, fun, action-packed, but also very smart Star Trek show. That's what, what I want. What if they remake um, uh, The Next Generation <coughs> with yeah. a new Picard? Well, I, I hope they emulate the tone of that show because that show is brilliant. In yeah. that, you know, you'd have a comedy episode. I mean, episode we have a new Kirk episode. and a new Spock now. Why can't, why I don't know if they need to redo those characters. I would love it set 50 years in the future of the TNG timeline. Then you could have Captain Picard in there, but as an old man. You could have Patrick Stewart back as Captain Picard. Ooh, I think that would be cool. Wow, okay. Man, that's and good. Will Wheaton, because he has nothing to do, could come back. He's busy. Come on. He's, he's, he's doing uh, all kinds of shows. The thing about Star Trek is that the Star Trek formula is best suited for television. Yeah. Not best suited for movies. So it's kind of a, it's kind of 
a scandal that there hasn't been a Star Trek show in Chile. You so. fucking co-opted your my Expanse talk with your Star Trek bullshit. I did, yeah. We don't know anything about Star Trek. It's not until next year. <laughs> okay. Good well, Lord, go Expanse, Expanse is awesome. Okay, so Sorry. we've got these uh, this political intrigue on Earth, uh, and everybody's trying to kind of one up each other. Mars and the Earth. Capital of Earth. Uh, uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't in know. Star Trek, it's in Paris. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. Thank you. And Starfleet headquarters is in San Francisco. Fucking Star Trek, man. It's unbelievable. But the political it's like a disease. What do we call this? It's unbelievable. Okay. Uh, um, but the uh, president of Earth uh, is uh, Shorei Angdalai. How do you say her name? Oh, you're way off. Shorei Agdasalu. I'm going to try Agdasalu. Okay. Shorei Agdashlu. Agdashlu. Yeah, she's got a great... Uh, she's apparently Persian. She's got a great voice. It's very... Like, she's been smoking cigarettes for a long time, and it's very, very raspy. So she's uh, like Elias Defexus. <laughs> she's kind of... And, and she actually hires Elias Defexus, which is hilarious. But she... Uh, she's like, I like your voice. <laughs> but uh, she, she does have that gravitas, you know, when she's dealing with a possible war between Earth and Mars. A ship is exploded... Uh, or destroyed in the uh, in the first episode, and a and a um, a group of four of the people that were on that ship managed to escape somehow. They get trapped by uh, uh, these this group of um, uh, Mars sort of military folks, and then they do all kinds of uh, interrogation on them, and then more bad stuff happens. When does it take place? Like two hundred years in the future? Yeah, I think even a little bit further, maybe like three or four hundred years in the future, uh, but. You know what? It's just an interesting, beautifully <clears throat> rendered, beautifully kind of set up. You really feel like you're inhabiting these different crazy environments. I like that the um, the space stations have this kind of Blade Runner-esque kind of vibe. I mean, it's kind of like a fusion between, uh, uh, you, you know, like a, a political kind of thriller with a little Blade Runner with a little bit of Battlestar Galactica. All of these things. And, and there's sort of a, a comic booky kind of pulp thing to it as well so it's great what you're saying is that i should watch this show it's it's great i mean it, it hooks, it hooks you in in the first yeah it hooks you in in the first episode uh it's uh you know mr robot was fantastic last year you know i'm a huge flash fan but this is right up there with one of my favorite shows cool of the year why well, i love the walking dead last year i loved uh most of game of thrones well, last I need, year i need something to watch for the next year until the new star trek comes out yeah so. okay yeah, pick this one up and let, you know make it a hit because uh, I want them to keep coming up with new seasons and new episodes with this one. I love that we have smart sci-fi on the air. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because sci-fi has been dumb for so long. I know. Ever since Star Trek stopped having new shows. Right, right. Just Star Trek. <coughs> Sorry, my voice got really raspy. I'm like turning into Elias Defexus. Or uh, how do you say it? Or uh, uh, Shorey Sh Ag, Ag whatever. Shorey Agdashlu. Ag Fantastic. Okay, I, I saw a couple of Blu-rays over the last little while, too. Uh, one of them was Everest, which uh, Scott and Rissa reviewed for us. They went to the theater. They got into a huge fight about uh, the movie. Um, Scott really thought it looked uh, cheeseball and like everybody was against uh, I haven't seen the movie, but blue I, screen. I haven't seen it, but I agree with Scott. Uh, and, you know, and, and Rissa had just come off of her uh, trip to... The mountain that she climbed, what was it? What, what, what mountain was it? Macho Pikachu. <laughs> Macho Pikachu. Uh, so she was totally into this idea of uh, braving the elements and climbing up Everest. Um, and I watched the movie, and it looked great. But I think on Blu-ray, you actually see 
more of the blue screen. You see the effects even clearer, you know, than if you see it projected on a giant screen. Sometimes things it's look better. Say, right? Sometimes like, things look better, sometimes things don't, but this one just looked so cheeseball. It looked like, I mean, it never felt to me that anybody was in real danger or real peril I, I throughout this movie. I don't ever see the drama in a movie like that. Like, we watched The Finest Hours, um, right. this movie with Chris Pine. Also based on a true story. The Which Everest movie sucked, is a true story, yeah. At least that was like the Jeopardy was these people are doing their job and then they get in a shipwreck. With Everest, just don't climb the mountain. Just don't climb it, man. That's, like if, that's you, if you're worried uh, about a snowstorm, if you're worried about dying, don't climb the mountain. That's what Jones said, um, and it is kind of <laughs> selfish. Everybody's got selfish motivations yeah, like, for it's this. Not, it's not like there's a, a, a MacGuffin object at the top that you have to get to save the world or something. Just just don't climb the mountain. And you know what? The uh, the main guy, what was the guy's name? Ba played by Jason Car Clark, who played Rob Hall. He was actually he did a good like job. He's good. Why? I don't like, I don't like him. He's, he, was, he, he was in Zero Dark Thirty. I know. And that's the worst movie ever made. Oh, come on. That, he, that, was, that was pretty damn good movie, actually. And he was, was decent terrible. in that. And he's a, he's a worst good... Worst movie ever made. He's a good character because they lied and went fast and loose with, yeah, the, well, with I don't the facts. Yeah, I don't want to Okay, all right. Okay. Everybody who was in that movie to me now is kind of... Oh, come on. That's Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. She, ah, that was, that was a great movie. What, what was the uh, Jeremy Renner movie that she did? The Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker. Incredible. You hate that one, too? Because, I don't hate that. Because of her? No. Because of the politics? No. And the BS? That's not. I don't hate the Herlock. Okay. I hate Zero Dark Thirty. All right, okay. But I don't want to get into it. But anyway, and back to Everest. Jason Clark's actually pretty solid in this, and he plays a character. Everybody is uh, it's set in the 80s. Everybody looks ridiculous. Weird wigs and clothing No, it's set stuff. in the 90s. Or the 90s. Did it's you just see Josh Brolin with a Dole, Bob Dole 96 t-shirt on? Oh, okay. So it's mid-90s. All right, nice. But everybody looks oh, crazy. Oh, I haven't even seen it, and I knew that. All right, okay. <clears throat> uh, crazy outfits, crazy wigs. Um... <laughs> But he's pretty smart, and he and he feels like he can take this group of uh, of explorers that really want to reach the top, up to the top of the mountain, and keep them all alive. And of course, it's just human stupidity. And well, if you want to arrogance. keep them alive, just don't climb the mountain. That's <laughs> I could do that right now without well, even trying. He snakes it up there in between these big storms, and they, they, it looks like they're going to do it. But then, of course, a couple of doofuses on the team have to, you know. They're too slow, and of course they kill themselves. You know, of course they they end up yeah. screwing everything up, and then it just becomes this huge tragedy. Sam Worthington. Do you know is where they went wrong? It's when they decided to, to climb. To go, go anywhere. I, I, that's kind of what you say after you watch the movie, too. It's like, why the hell would you ever want to do anything this stupid? But it must be the uh, to survive it must be the greatest thrill that you can imagine. Kind of. I can kind of relate because in December I went and climbed the White Cliffs of Dover Yeah. when I probably really shouldn't have because it was too windy. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly the same. So it's kind of the same, same thing. It's yeah. exactly the relate. same. I can yeah. relate. Yeah, okay. Uh, Sam Worthington has the most thankless role in this movie. He's ridiculous. That's every movie he's been in. I, he, he is kind of disappearing before our eyes, this guy, isn't it's he? It's like the curse of Avatar. And what's you know what I mean? and now Avatar has been pushed back. We still don't know when the release. Yeah, that's, is. Avatar. There's a curse of Avatar, isn't there? Everybody, with the no, exception what, of Zoe. Yeah, Zoe. Uh, every Zaldana's other, been everyone else fine. in that movie hasn't done anything. Like Sam, what happened to Sam Worthington? Like, yeah, Sam Worthington was the star of the biggest movie ever made. Why hasn't he been in a million things? But anyway. I, all he's doing is fretting in a tent for two hours. He's just, he's just like wringing his hands, waiting for the radio to ring. I just felt bad for him, you know. Lame, lame movie. I was disappointed. It felt like a TV movie. A ton of actors. Jake Gyllenhaal's in there. Uh, it just didn't feel authentic. It felt like um, 
like a cheeseball 70s disaster movie. Like all of these cameos and stuff like that. I like cheeseball 70s disaster movies. Yeah, but they were having fun back then. This was like trying to, uh, you know, capture some of that, I don't know, energy or something like that. But they're not having fun. They're not, there's no looseness about any of the work. I got the song from the Poseidon Adventure stuck in my head now. There you go. Very nice. Thanks for that. Those movies were pretty critically railed against when they came out. I think it's only in retrospect when you watch them. No, no. The first Airplane movie was nominated for Best Picture. Airplane? Yeah, the one with Charlton Heston in it. That was the first disaster movie. What was the, uh, what was the, what was the comedy series? That was, the Airplane was the comedy series. Oh, no, Airport. The one that Airplane is a riff on. Right. That was, that was nominated for Best Picture. I'm not checking Wikipedia. No, I know you this don't. All, all, Airport, all no. 1970, yeah. With uh, really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that with Charlton Heston. Burt Lang- no, Heston was in one of the other ones. Okay. It was, okay, it was Burt Lancaster and Dean Martin. It was done for Best Picture. Crazy. Have you seen this movie? <clears throat> yeah, I saw it on VHS ages ago. Holy crap! This was, and it was set 1970. I've seen the, the Poseidon Adventure and Towering and it's Inferno. Because of the success of this film, that they had a million. Disaster but those movies, movies were. Uh, they were just fun because of just the carnage that you would see on screen. You just can't believe no, that all No, there's human stuff... drama, too, because you have all these white celebrities that you're afraid are going to die. Right. It was kind of like the love boat run adrift, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's not, a, not that big of a deal. I don't want Burt Lancaster to die. <laughs> okay, and the other movie that I saw, I didn't see, we didn't see it. We didn't review it last year. I think it came out at the same time as something else that we reviewed that we probably hated and we, we thought we should have gone to go see this anyways. Uh, instead, was um, straight out of Compton. Um, which I enjoyed, but it did feel a little bit. You haven't seen this yet. I haven't you? seen. I don't want to see this movie. It feels. I don't a, care about rap, the genre. Like I really don't, and I don't want to be the white guy who doesn't want to sound racist by saying that he liked that movie. So that you didn't like the movie. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm yeah. not gonna pretend that I want to see it, just when I don't. I, I, I'm not a huge rap aficionado either. I listen to rap. I, do, I have some rap albums for sure, but I wasn't uh, an NWA consumer, you know? So like I've heard the tunes, I've, I've, uh, you know, in my life, but it was interesting to kind of get um, at least a sugar-coated kind of version of some of the stuff that went down. I got to say that the actors in this movie that played uh, Easy e Jason Mitchell, Corey Hawkins, uh, who played Dr. Dre, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. especially, because we've seen Ice Cube in so many other things. We, we didn't IMDb that. We knew all those names off by heart. They're, they're right here. I got them right on my phone. But all of those guys were, per- they were perfect. They were really, really good, man, especially because... At yeah, the, I'm sure it's a fine movie. At it's the end of it, you see, see all of the interviews about the, the way that the movie was made. Uh, this is on the Blu-ray. And uh, and it's incredible. The And it's not like an impression, but it's just the, the... They got the intention, and they evoke these characters, these people, so well. Yeah. O'Shea Jackson, the pro- especially. The problem really, for me is I don't care really, about rap musicians right so i don't care i don't want to and it doesn't it doesn't quite go far enough i mean it's it's pretty horrific what happens with the easy e if anybody you know and and the way they sort of go through uh his his sort of story and and uh uh it's tragic and it's awful um but they don't really go far enough into some of the heinous stuff that these guys have been accused of or some of the things that have been thrown at them um to kind of explore the the full sort of level of uh, some of the the drama that could have been sort of brought in there. And the other thing is Paul Giamatti, I'm, I'm just, 
Is he in that movie? Yeah, he's in there. He's he's kind of like the manager guy that kind of breaks <laughs> these guys and, and uh, helps them sort of have a professional so career, the white, but then he screws them. He's the white savior character? Well, he, he, he's an asshole in the movie, but he's just... I don't know. Just I wish it had been an unknown actor. We've just seen this guy so many times and uh, so many different this is, things. This, you've said you say this a lot. Like you you have a problem looking at a movie and accepting it, and not not seeing the celebrity in it. I never have that problem. I but I can forget that I'm looking I, at. Paul I don't Jim. I don't I don't have that problem all the time. But in this particular case, I would have preferred somebody <laughs> you have I to didn't admit know that he was perfect in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Oh my God. He just he became that, that was, role. That was so awful, man. That was, that was he became so that role. It was so wonderful. That I forgot that when, he. I thought he was when the he rhino. came out as Rhino. That pretty much sealed the deal. That was like probably when the Sony executives just called up okay. Marvel and said, "Yeah, Marvel, help you, us. It's yours, guys. Feige, it's come a, help have us. you seen this fucking Rhino? It's Disney, all yours. We need you. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's crazy. I, and I like Paul Giamatti. He's good. You he's know, good, yeah. he's a he's he, a he really good, good actor. He was good in that stupid earthquake movie with The Rock. He was good in that. Yeah. See, there was a time where it, it didn't matter to me that his celebrity was in there. I like that movie, that San Andreas movie. For what it was, that was a disaster movie that didn't take itself seriously. I, that was like lifted yeah, right out of the movies, 70s. Like I said, disaster yeah. movies can be good. Everest, no, not so good. <clears throat> so that that's a uh, that's a pretty good chunk of the things that we've been watching and seeing. Is there anything uh, else so see know? straight out of Compton. Don't see Everest. See Deadpool. Uh, see dead that's your homework for this weekend play pay, pay to see Deadpool at the theater play Firewatch it's worth it it's worth the purchase uh, I'm still unconvinced not super convinced about Unravel I'll keep playing it uh, but I am enjoying it um, I'm loving XCOM 2 and I'm loving Fire Emblem uh, I've got a lot more to play on both of those games though someone's asking me about Bone Tomahawk is uh, Bone Tomahawk again is that from Far I'm not Cry I'm Primal? not googling it Oh, I, oh, that yeah, I haven't seen this yet. Is this in theaters right now? Uh, I think it might be. Yeah, it's the new Kurt. It's the movie. It's why he had all the facial hair for the Tarantino movie. Oh, oh. Sid Haig's in it. He had this already before he did the. I think uh, he must have shot eight. it before the Hateful Eight. Yeah. Um, so I, I have not seen Bone Tomahawk. What are they saying about it? Did they see it? No, people are asking me about it. No. Did it just open? It's a horror western. That sounds cool. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. Well, I have to go see that then. That sounds awesome. <clears throat> I was going to take my mother to see Hail Caesar. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the other movie that we saw. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. I was... predicted it would get a really bad low, a really low cinema score rating, though. And did it? Because it's advertised as a dumb comedy, but it's not. It's yeah. really smart. Yes. Not terribly funny, but still funny because it's a Coen Brothers movie. It's, uh, it's, it's a love letter to show business, and it talks about... Um, how politics and religion and everything is just yeah. it has been infected by show business and it's an inescapable it's thing. All, it's all showmanship. It is, right? There's a lot of different interpretations of this movie. Mm -hmm. I think yours is the best. I'm not just saying that. <clears throat> I talked to a lot of other people at the press screening we went to. Everybody has a different interpretation of this movie. Yeah. I think yours is probably the closest. I, I, I mean, it's it's a wonderful tale and it, it looks like one of the most expensive Coen brother movies that they've mm. made with all of these different... Uh, no. Uh, mini movie sequences that are in this no, thing. No, True Grit was more expensive. Which one? True Grit, because that was oh, a okay, period okay. they had horses yeah. and all kinds of sure. stuff. Sure. Oh god, that was amazing. <laughs> and this is certainly no True Grit, but I I yeah. really dug it, and it's I thought uh, 
Um, the kid that's in here, the cowboy, the singing cowboy, who I've never seen before, he's terrific in this thing. I forget what his name is. I'm going to remember it. Uh, Channing Tatum does a pretty admirable uh, admirable job. This is probably out of theaters already, right? It oh, probably, yeah. It's, it bombs. It's, a, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad because it's a it was, smart movie. It was really good. Were, yeah. And Josh Brolin is, uh, is great as kind of this. Uh, um, he's like Ray Donovan. Have you, have you seen the Ray Donovan Alden show? Alden Einrich. I Al just remembered that. Oh, you just remembered? That's just the, came name to you? The, the cowboy kid in the movie. Alden, Iron, Alden, Ehrenreich, and Ehrenreich, Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, yeah we, we just remembered that off the top of our head. He's amazing in this movie. He, he's he great. Pla man. He plays a he's dumb cowboy man. that kind of gets caught up in this mystery. In but the it's film. a Coen Brothers movie, so he actually becomes. He's a very. He's like the um, Francis McDormand character sure. in Fargo. She's he's also dumb, but he's completely char. Like, he's a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, there's no moral he's, ambiguity. To he's him. Like hapless. He's he's uh, he's, uh, he's virtuous. He's very virtuous. Yeah. yeah. He does the. He's the guy who does the right thing. Uh, it's it, it was a wonderful surprise. It, it sort of twists and turns and goes in all kinds of weird ways. Josh Brolin plays this. Um, I don't know if anybody's been watching that Ray Donovan show with Liev Schreiber. That's a great show as well. He, where he's kind of a fixer in Hollywood. This guy helps to run a studio and he's got to solve all kinds of problems. It's set in the. Uh, in the 30s or 40s? Of, no, it's uh, the 50s. Is it the 50s? Early 50s. Okay, right. so we've got uh, this sort of gleamy white gloss of Hollywood over everything. Every, everything's a little bit sh too shiny and fake. Um, well, that's Hollywood, though. But even, but crazy, right? Like yeah. the, the glamour kind of era. No, of that's Hollywood. Hollywood, though. You watch Sunset. Oh, that reminds me. There's a shot in the movie that's right out of Sunset Boulevard, but whatever. I think it, there are lots of, like... Love letters to movies, yeah. you know, lots of great composed shots. Robert Deacon, Roger Deakins is the uh, cinematographer. It's gorgeous. It it's looks incredible. Movie. Yeah, go see, pay to see Deadpool and Hail Caesar. Sure, they're good movies that need your support. And uh, uh, pay for a season pass on The Expanse. Um, buy Firewatch. Um, I I'm gonna go ahead and recommend buy me dinner and you might get lucky. <laughs> I, I'm gonna recommend XCOM 2 and Fire Emblem. I think both of those games. I, Fire Emblem doesn't come out for and another week. I though. would recommend Hell Divers because it's free on PlayStation Plus. That was this pretty month. fun. That was pretty it's a great fun. game. Yeah, yeah especially if it's fun. free, you might as well play it. Yeah. yeah. And cool. uh, anybody got any questions for us? Uh, I mean, I was kind of answering the ones that popped out. They're just kind of arguing with each other. Okay, what are they um, arguing about? I don't know. <laughs> who hates each other right now? Do you now? guys think on Hi DJ we'll Technoid, a... Hi Vagabond Knights, Hi Hi Tyler Talks Games, Hi JBG Blaze. Uh, do you guys think Unravel will get us a physical release? Do I think Unravel will get I mean, a physical I, release? We don't know. No. It's weird right now, right, with all of these these download codes and stuff. Yeah. You know, we are still getting the occasional game here and there, but it's uh, it's codes. It's code crazy right now. Yeah. It, it feels. And yes, I am playing Helldivers. It feels less. Not, I mean, obviously less tangible, but there's that collectible element of uh, of getting games that uh, I don't, I'm missing it. You know? I'm oh, somebody on YouTube just said that the guy on the right is so negative. Lol. Is that you? Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that makes me happy. That, that's uh, that's Blake, ladies and gentlemen. Blake Seifkin. Is that it for this you week? Should, you is that we have to talk about? That's it. You should have heard him chuckling. We didn't, we didn't talk about gravitational waves. Yeah, that we was didn't cool. talk about the most important scientific discovery of the past hundred years that happened this week. Bitchin'. That was Watch awesome. the rundown if you want to more. Yes, okay, yes. So are yep. we done? We're done. Let us okay. know what Thanks you think coming, of uh, the rundown. Thanks for watching. Go. you got to wait here because okay. i got to go over there. you got to go over there. I'll just keep talking. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, be nice to your mom. Stitcher! Stitcher good night. Good night.